Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is The Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, because it is truly outrageous. This time we are doing The Talent Search Part 2, Episode 28. So this is, of course, Part 2 of The Talent Search, our opening for Season 2. What happened in our last outrageous episode, guys? So in our last outrageous episode, uh, Shayna wanted to work on some fashion designs where she was being pulled into, like, a movie. Yeah, I'm not really sure what Liz Stratton does. I think she's a movie star or maybe like a soap opera star or something. We don't really know. In the last episode recap that I I guess Kimber's voice actress is doing in a different voice, she says famous actress Liz Stratton. We saw no evidence of that in the last episode, but okay. She's an actress? She's an actress. So Shayna's wanting to do this, but she's also wanting to be in the band and she doesn't really want to do drums anymore and she wants to do bass guitar. So we all know where this is going. Regular guitar. There's no bass guitars in gym. Uh, So she wants to play regular guitar again when we had no idea she was wanting to do this. So she's like, well, what am I going to do? And so Jim and the holograms, uh, to be supportive, quote unquote. They white fanged her. They're like, don't worry about it. We'll get a new one. We don't want you anymore. Don't you understand? And so Shayna runs out crying to her boyfriend, Anthony, who drives her back to Liz Stratton's house. And is like, it's okay, honey. I'm so sorry about this. Everything will be okay. I'll support you no matter what you do. We are the healthiest relationship on this show and you will see none of it. Jim and the holograms start a talent search. And at the very end of the episode, uh, they get Rhea. Uh, her dad is amazing. Uh, she's shy, which kind of seems like it would be bad for a rock star. But I mean, that's kind of the whole point of the comic that Jerrica needs to be Jim because she's shy. Uh, she's a great drummer and she's got pink hair. And we've also got Craig Phillips, who is our other finalist, who is, yes, related to Stormer, but we don't find that out yet. He's also like a 50 year old man. In khakis and tucks in his shirt. And uh, is in love with him. Meanwhile, the Misfits have decided that they are also going to get a new band member to counteract this. So they get Jetta. Rhea accidentally finds out that Jem is Jerrica Benton. She recognizes Jerrica Benton on site, still something that delights me. Eric Raymond decides that he's going to try and go in for one of these finalists to get them to tell him who Jem is. His first choice, because apparently he has no freaking idea that Craig is a Stormer's brother and he already has an in, is Rhea. So he takes her to a very detailed Japanese restaurant, uh, smushes his elbows on all of the expensive food, leans over the table and says, name your price, I will give you a contract for Jem's true identity. Wow, a lot of stuff happened in that episode. Normally when we describe things that happened last episode, it's like a couple of things happened. Bonnie thought some dude was her dad and go. And now for the exciting conclusion. Which immediately cuts that tension by having Rhea say, no, I'm not going to tell you who Jem is. Eric tries to like push at her and she's like, I'll think about it. In that exact same way, every girl says, I'll think about it when they actually mean super no. Also, Eric is like especially satanic in this scene. He's got his little devil horns in his hair and his business suit and he's talking about like getting Rhea her heart's desire if she just does this one little favor for him. It's it's really evocative. He's got his sleeves and the miso. Yeah, that kind of reduces it a little bit. Meanwhile, at Starlight Records, Jerga has gotten off the phone with the ticket agent because the talent contest is sold out. The other holograms are there and Aja and Kimber are wondering if Shane is still mad at them and what she thinks. And Jerrica, thank God, is like, let's just pick up the phone and talk to her. Jerrica does 
last caller, and uh, the conversation is very short and basically results in the others going, so what'd she say? And Jerrica going, she is very busy. Also, Jerrica decides to invite Shayna to a sold-out concert. Where Where is Shayna going to watch the concert from? Maybe they'll put her up in the booth with, like, the light guys and Rio, who's working six jobs. There's also this cute moment where Shayna picks up the phone and she's like, Jerrica, how exciting! I mean, how nice to hear from you. Shayna, baby! It's already out there, Shayna. Can't take it back. Also, uh, it's worth noting that Shayna was apparently very busy. And then you are Liz Stratton is getting mad at Shayna for being too good at her job. She's like, the other main actress's designs are beautiful. And Shayna goes, thank you. She goes, no, and rips them into shreds. And is like, you can't have her be more beautiful than I am. I must be the most glamorous one on camera. Shayna starts wondering what she's gotten herself into, which brings up our first song right out of the gate is uh, Gem and the Hologram, Show Me the Way, which originally appeared in episode seven, Starbright part two, Falling Stars. It's the one where they were wandering through a movie studio, getting into everybody else's movies. I'm not sure why, but I like this version and I'm sure it's exactly the same tape, but I like this version more than I liked it when I first heard it. Oh, you felt that way too? It's the exact opposite for me because it was this time when I was listening to it that I was like, this really reminds me of being in church on a Sunday and just singing the same repeated song over and over again. Really? It made me think of ABBA. Church ABBA, same thing. The music video has Shayna being repeatedly bullied by Liz Stratton. There's also like this little bit where it's kind of a cute metaphor where she's like tied up in thread and fabric and she tries to reach out as her weird electric drums fly by. There's a lot of symbolism in this, including her being stuck in a maze. And um, her watching some holograms of the holograms and as she runs towards them, they turn into paintings on the wall. And Shayna pounds against the wall because she can't reach them. Yeah. Our song wraps up and we switch over to Misfits music. And Pizzazz basically opens by saying, so the little twerp's too honest. Yeah, Eric thought Rhea would be really, really easy to bribe for some reason. And so uh, that's when they find out that Craig Phillips is the other one and they go, I know that name, which is of course right when Stormer walks in with Craig. Hi everybody, I want you to meet Craig Phillips, my brother. Ruh-roh! You can hear the wah-wah in the background practically. And this is where we see that blue hair runs in the family, so it's totally natural. Oh boy, Craig is Stormer's brother who could have guessed oh my god there's this point where they're like that guy the other finalist and eric finishes with is your brother he even can't believe this coincidental crap he's practically looking right at the camera as he says it is your brother and Craig did not know about the Gem Misfits rivalry at all because apparently he doesn't watch TV or read newspapers. Craig, where have you freaking been? Europe. These are the most famous bands in the entire world, one of which involves your only sister. I would like to believe he's just been in some cabin in Finland somewhere, <laughs> like drumming and killing bears with his bare hands. He's shaved for this, but he's normally like a huge hairy blue mountain man. Oh my God, I would be so much more into that. I would too. So like the pink polo is new for him. He he thought that's what regular people still looked like back in the rest of the world. He bought those at the airport. Oh my god, I'm so into this. So uh, the misfits start trying to bribe Craig into figuring out who Jim is. They offer him money. They offer him fame. Rather than any tense buildup where Craig considers it, he's immediately not tempted with, forget it, you're barking up the wrong tree. Oh my god, like Eric actually opens with, so are you ready to help us destroy Jim and the holograms? Okay, bud, maybe take 20% off her over there. And then Eric goes into, oh, don't get us wrong. We only want to know who Jim is. And it's like, little late for that. Yeah, he desperately walks it back after the commercial 
commercial break because he had to get the dramatic line out for the commercial to get people to come back. But after they come back, he's like, actually, that was a really weird thing to say. Let me just, um... Let me tie all that back. Pizzazz is the one who actually, like, finds the angle that uh, would actually do something for Craig. And she's like, what's good for Jem is bad for the misfits. What's bad for Jem is good for the misfits. And what's good for the misfits is good for your dear sweet sister Stormer. And Craig just pops back with, I'm a little out of touch. None of this means anything to me. Craig! Are you serious? And then the misfits bully Stormering to getting Craig to change his mind. Yeah, and Stormer's like, Craig, you remember how you promised to help me with anything? And Craig's like, oh yeah, sure, okay. He's like, do you sure you want me to do this? And she gives this actually well-delivered little half-hearted yes. And Craig folds like a paper hat. Then we snap to our next scene, which is Craig and Aja running, and Aja's like, it's only been five miles. Why are you so tired? I also want to point out that Craig has the most horrific sweatsuit. (laughs) He does! It matches his hair. So they stop at this romantic interlude on a bridge, and Craig's like, I have a confession. I didn't enter the contest to become Jem's drummer. I did it because I'm so into you. I'm pretty sure I've seen this entire scene in like a Falcon Captain America fan. Fanfic. All you need is the Washington Monument in the background. That's the scene. Aja says, oh baby, that just makes me want you to win, basically. But I would kind of see that as a major turnoff. Like, if I worked hard on this band for a long time, and you suddenly come in and you're like, the only reason I really want to join this band is because of you. That's really romantic, but drop out of the competition. You're wasting everyone's time. I don't know. It's so hard to get invested in his, like, motives for getting into this band in the first place, because he's so obviously not a doll. It's like when people were trying to tell us the misfits might win the glitter and gold roadster. No, that's not happening. Craig also seems to know that we're wasting time because he's like, so who's Jim? And Aja, of course, immediately gets assaulted. He's like, I'm not going to tell you that. Jim keeps her identity secret for good reasons. Does she? Craig is like being a really manipulative dick waffle in this whole scene. And then once he realizes that Aja's super mad at him about it, he desperately walks it back. I'll never ask you about it again. I'm sorry. That was a dick move to try and play the guilt card and she's like i trust you craig but Jem's secret is hers to reveal which is like the only caveat that is keeping these people from actually being like rio you are dating the same woman twice we cut to eric's office where craig is super ride or die for aja now (laughs) he's like intense you know what i'm glad she has so much loyalty and integrity and there goes all that tension again just fluttering away. Eric tries to bring up that, like, if Aja knew that his sister was a misfit, that she wouldn't date him, which I don't really understand, but whatever. Craig barges out, and Pizzazz is like, another dazzling failure, Eric. And then Jada steals Eric's wallet. Yeah, just straight up lifts it and is like, I'll take this cash and take care of it. She'll put the squeeze on Rhea. This is gonna end up in something entirely legal, you can just tell. Which, poor Eric, we all know he lives in that super terrible apartment, and that was was probably like his grocery money. He has one suit. He wears it every single day. He was probably saving that up so he could buy another one of those terrible statues that Oatsu's face makes. And then we get to the final playoff of the Starlight Talent Search with two drummers on stage, because that makes sense. They're on these like raised podiums and they're playing like Believe in Yourself again. Craig and Rhea have their like O faces going on for drumming. That's how you know it's intense. Who's gonna win? The 50-year-old man or the pink-haired girl? Uh, and then they're like, and now a drum 
drum duel between Craig and Rhea. Drum duel, drum duel! And by that, I mean it's just a gem of the hologram song with some drums. It used to be that every school concert for me, there was at least one drum duel because we had a pipe and drum band. The fact that this is not an actual drum duel, like, really enrages me. Also, this song is awful. Yeah, this is this is the gem of the hologram song, Beat This. If you're not familiar with this, you may recognize it from the gem tribute album as the last track and definitely the best song in the album. I don't care how rock gem people voted. And like, yeah, the song is really lackluster, but the animation is actually pretty solid on a uh, gem and Aja just sort of dancing slash playing guitar. Yeah, it's it's got some really cool like Aerosmith moments with Gem and Aja playing back to back. I liked those shots a lot. Uh, I hope you get real used to that shot of Gem air guitaring though, because they use that in the second opening. Oh no. Also, there are flashes of uh, Rhea's dad and he looks adorable. But the thing that also stuck out to me was the line, beat this if you can, are you just an also ran? Which I had to look up what also ran was. You never heard it before? I'd never heard it before. And I still think the line's terrible after learning what the word means. Our song finishes up and we get to crowd scene punks. Crowd scene punks. And there's like an old lady in the back wearing sunglasses and she has huge beefy arms and she's my favorite. I'd like to think that she's the old lady that bought a gem album instead of a Misfits album because they're nice girls. And now she's like hardcore. Yeah, she is. She's got knuckle tattoos. Gem announces that there's going to be an independent company counting the ballots. The winner will be announced tomorrow. Good night, everybody. Meanwhile, it's some seedy part of town. Jetta is hiring a French gang. A French gang? The guy she's talking to has a French accent for no explained reason. Oh my god, like, I couldn't I couldn't remember anything he said because I was too distracted by the fact that they have matching t-shirts! Matching t-shirts for a gang! It's like a thing in this show! Like, the, the skulls all have matching t-shirts. These guys are the snakes and they have matching t-shirts. Let's not even, like, forget the red aces. They regularly walk down alleys snapping their fingers like in West Side Story. They really committed to the aesthetic here. I love it so much! Anyway, Jenna's hiring them to go, like, rough up the Alonzo nursery and bring back some proof. They also try to get, like, all of the money that she has, and they threaten her, again, just for the money, and she just kicks them and tells them to go. She kicks them in the shin. Good old Jetta. So they go break into the nursery. With a special cameo from Zipper's voice. I heard Zipper and I got excited. Is he out of Hawaii jail? Thank you to the nursery and for some reason they're acting like they love flowers while they destroy it so they're like I always wanted some black orchids and they throw them all over sideways well how about some red roses and a guy lifts up a giant table covered with roses by himself because he's macho man Randy Savage I guess and tosses him to the side and then um, one of them finally turns to the end and says oh there's a window not broken and he just crashes through it with a bat kind of a weird way to end the scene because I mean they're in a greenhouse it's all windows and it's a commercial break and nobody's been about to die on a commercial break so far in season two. I hope this isn't setting a precedent. I've been having trouble identifying the commercial breaks that aren't just like extended fades to black because nobody is about to die. Yeah, there's no Memento Mori by our dolls yet. I've been so confused. Like, I cannot identify commercial breaks anymore. So anyway, the next day... Mr. Alonzo is there picking up the pieces uh, along with uh, one of Rhea's brothers and Rhea, and he says it's going to take a lot of money to fix everything. Even his black orchids are ruined, and it's kind of heartbreaking. So Rhea just sort of sighs and says she's got to go, and her brother's like, what about the press conference? And she's like, I'm not going to win anyway. Like, it's a fact. Oh, Rhea. So she's clearly about to turn to the dark side to pay for the damages to the nursery. Meanwhile, at Stormer's precious little house, I might go so far as to say it's a 
cottage. I, I just want to point out Stormer's outfit here. It's one of my favorite outfits on her. It's this like short sleeved red sweater and like black leggings. And she is just a cute little huggle muffin. And Stormer's trying to convince Craig that maybe if he wins the contest, he'll get in on Jem's secret. And maybe please. And Craig is like, you're too good for the misfits, Mary. And then poor Stormer's like, no, I'm not. And if, if you don't help me here, they'll kick me out of the group. And Craig hulks out. She's crying. Stormer, come here. Let Kimber love you. Craig, meanwhile, has gone all Craig smash. Oh my god. The most notes on any scene I have is this next scene that I should have just called Craig smash. And there's actually this really, really good piece of acting from Stormer's voice actress where she's like, Craig, what are you going to do? And there's like a realistic like strain and crack in her voice. I don't know. For some reason, that seemed like a more genuine moment than the rest of the show. I don't know if it's just because we've had a bit of a hiatus. We've had some time away from Jim or maybe it's just because this is the intro to season two. But like, I feel as though the acting has just gone up a couple notches. Yeah, it it does feel that way. Granted, we're going to have that kind of acting against like a magician episode and a time travel episode. So let's just, you know, savor it while we can. So Rhea goes to tell Eric who Jem is and she's she's in the middle of her Jem is, Jem is, and then she spots a black orchid in Jetta's hair. And dude, that's like actually some good storytelling for a kid's show. Like, good job, Christy Marks. That allows us to use our imaginations and connect the dots. She never actually like comes out and says, hello, I got this from your father's nursery. Or like, we never had to see a scene where the punks like handed her a black orchid. We can just connect the dots and I'm excited about that. Rhea puts two and two together. And then she reaches out, snatches the orchid and like has a death grip on Jetta's hair while she's like ranting at Eric. And Eric's like, I didn't have any part of this because he didn't. And Jetta's like, he paid for it. If I didn't have a penny in the world, I wouldn't consider taking money from you. Rhea starts to wax a little too poetic about how decent and kind and wonderful Jem is. And she's really pretty and her hair smells like strawberries. And I'm saying Rhea's a little bit gay for Jem. Ah, she is such a fangirl. And she is probably at least a little bit gay. Anyway, she storms out as like a triumphant goddess of rage. And speaking of rage, murder. Here comes Craig. Craig is apparently a superhuman. He's been working out in that cabin in Finland. I want to make a quick note here before we get to the incredible threatening. Eric's office has a tiny sign on the door that just says Eric's office. It's like the same way a little kid would have a sign on their door at home. It's so precious. It's not like Eric Raymond, it's just Eric's office. Anyway, Craig barges in, grabs Eric by the lapels, and lifts him into the air. It is not your day, Eric. And then um, Craig threatens him a bit, and is, is this where he reaches for the lamp? Yeah, he says, I've got two scores to settle with you. First, you're going to make an anonymous donation to Rhea's father. And Eric's like, you can't threaten me. Oh, yes, he can. And then Craig reaches and grabs Eric's lamp. A definitely flexible lamp. Bends it like it's supposed to be threatening around Eric's neck. And Eric goes, my lamp! As if it's his favorite thing in the world. And then Eric can't get the lamp off his neck. Like, he can't pry it open again. I'm not afraid of (laughs) crackled, buddy. Perhaps I've been a little insensitive. He takes out this money box. 
It's like this little money box you see at a bake sale. Let's like point out what he's got in here. There's some fat stacks of cash, a couple of keys, what I think are some actual gemstones, and probably some buttons that he found, but he can't figure out what they go to. Eric's life gets more and more pathetic with every passing episode of this show. He takes out some of the cash and hands it to Craig for the anonymous donation. Craig takes that plus like the rest of the cash in there. Was that his rainy day fund? That's okay, Eric. You still have your buttons. Anyway, Craig's not done here yet. He goes all protected. Protective big brother on the misfits. I don't know why, but Stormer thinks she can't make it without you. So treat her right. Because if you toss her out of the misfits, you'll answer to me personally. He tears down this misfits poster, like rips it up and wads it into a ball, throws it over his shoulder. Craig Phillips for A plus brother of the year. Sorry, all of our actual brothers. Craig leaves the office and then Stormer arrives out of the elevator in her Sentai suit. She's ready to go fight Rita Repulsa and Lord Zed. And she walks forward and she's just like, hey, what's going on? You have murder in your eyes. What did you do? You're breathing a little hard. Are you okay? And Craig's like, everything's all right, isn't it? And he turns the misfits and Eric into the board. They're all peering out of the door and they're like in unison, yes, everything's fine, Craig. It's like a children of the corn moment. It's terrifying. Craig tells Mary to take care of herself and then he heads out. I think this is him actually saying goodbye. Take care of yourself. I'm not going to see you again until I don't know when. It was nice seeing you for about like eight consecutive hours. I must go back to the woods. But first, he's got to go to the Talent Search press conference, where Jem is about to announce the result of the ballot. Time to find out who won the Talent Search. I wonder who it will be. Craig says that he's withdrawing from the contest, and Aja is, like, emoting more than I've ever seen her. I'm caught in the middle of something. Something personal. I have to get away and sort things out. I'm sorry. I'm going back to Europe, where I can avoid conflicts. He sounds like he's confessing his love for another man. I must go, Aja, before you find out that I'm three wolverines in a human suit. I must go. My home planet needs me. Note, Craig died on the way back to his home planet. What I really love is that he's like, I'm going back to Europe where I can avoid conflicts. Two world wars and many smaller ones disagree with you there, bud. And again, he refers to Europe as a singular entity. But we all know he's just going to Finland at his cabin, right? He is going up the mountain. Uh, he promises to explain everything someday. He promises and Aja gives him a scarf to remember her. Aja gives Craig her scarf, which seems like a kind of half-assed gesture. She was like, uh, she's patting herself down. What can I give him? What can I give him? Scarf. Remember me. Anyway, Rayo's like, wait, if you pull out, I win by default. And Craig's like, the ballot was already cast. It doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure you won. And we come out and oh no, Rayo won! Hooray! Aw, Mr. Alonzo and Rayo's mom and their brother there, they're all really happy for her. So now that that's like slightly wrapped up, we go back to Liz Stratton's location. She's still the worst. Liz Stratton's going on like, you still made her designs better than me. And Shane is like, you know what? It's my job to make everyone look good, not feed your ego, I quit, and storms out. Angry Shayna, angry Shayna! She's like, I refuse to do any less than my best on this job, so I quit. You don't want a designer, you want a flunky to feed your ego. Oh my god. And so she storms out and she's like, I don't know what to do, Anthony, because she storms right into Anthony's arms. And Anthony, showing again that they have the most functional relationship in this show, says, go back to Jim. Yeah, they'll, they'll take you back, but I don't know if they would. Well, we should probably talk 
to them like people do. So back at the press conference, Jem is asked where Jerrica is or something. It doesn't really matter. She goes back behind the curtain to change and Rhea notices that someone is going to open the curtains again at just the right moment. So she runs back and grabs Jem and is like, don't change yet. Just as the curtains open. Seriously, sloppy Jem. Yeah, you think she would like go behind a closed door or something? So congratulations, someone who has known your secret for like half a day is better at keeping your secret than you are. With that, they're like, oh, so you knew about it? And she's like, yeah, I, I looked back in and I saw you change. And here's where I kind of think that the holograms are kind of jerks because while she's giving her explanation and uh, she's talking about Eric Raymond and she's like, I almost sold your secret to Eric Raymond, beat, and then, and he had my father's nursery wrecked. No comments on it. No, oh my gosh, is everything okay? Kimber's just like, oh, we're wise to Eric's nonsense. I did kind of like that Kimber was the one who was like, let me guess, he said you'd lose and he blackmail you because like Eric has targeted her consistently a lot for no good reason. And then they're like, oh, thanks. Uh, your father's nursery. And then welcome to the band. Then they get back to Starlight Mansion where Anthony pulls a fast one. Yeah. Anthony like comes out of a room behind like an open door and he explains that Shane has quit. They're like, oh, well, she can come back to the band. We only pretended that we wanted her to leave. We love her. And then Anthony like pulls Shane into the room with like a C. What did I tell you? And again, this is something that would happen in elementary school. Yeah. Like when you ask somebody if they like you. And you have a proxy do it. This is basically the in-person version of the surprise three-way call. I just think it's really cute. They hug and Rhea's like, whoops, and she leaves. They don't even notice and they're like, why did you leave, Shayna? And Shayna just sort of sits with her hands on her hips. I guess I wasn't cut out for it. Even the other holograms think this is the worst pun ever. Yeah, they all kind of laugh a little. I think even Kimber's actress is like, it's a bad pun. I would love it if like Shayna was consistently that character, the just had like the worst dad jokes. So Rhea heads back to the Alonzo nursery in the garage, back at her drum kit where we first saw her. Mr. Alonzo comes in and says, uh, there was an anonymous donation with enough money to fix the nursery. And why are, why are you sad? And she's like, they don't need me. But we do! Yep, the hologram schlepped all their gear out to Rhea's garage just to prove a point. Uh, Rio's there for some reason? But yeah, like they brought all their gear and Kimber's like, since our drummer won't come to us, we decided to come to our drummer. Yeah, why is Rio here? They needed him to schlep the gear around. That's that's his job today. Ah, uh, Rio. Anyway, they like, they get all their gear together. They're like, we do want you on drums. Shane is really excited to like play your guitar. And they're like, are we ready to rock? Yeah. And you guys, I don't know if it's just because I've been watching a whole lot of Kamen Rider Forza lately, but like, I am easily touched by like friendship stuff with like everybody getting together and like just being happy and supporting each other. And um, so, well, this should probably end in like a Kamen Rider transformation but still, I think this is so cute. So we get to our last song, uh, which is Gem and the Holograms, no misfit songs today. I am so mad. Called All's Right with the World. And to me, this is like the cute poppy song that happy endings should be. We ought to play this song a lot more often when we just need like a generic, like everybody's fine instead of like. <laughs> Well, when did we get Enya on the podcast? A lot of things happen here. They turn into beings of pure light and race towards the heavens. And for some reason, uh, it's all five of the bandmates and Rio is here. <laughs> 
why is Rio here? But it's okay. He disappears in the next shot as the holograms land on clouds and start dancing. I think maybe Rio burned up in the atmosphere. Good. Then a magic wish train appears. And Jem has the most awful orange and white conductor hat. It's really awful. But there is this moment where like they're all racing on the train. Ray almost misses it, but Shayna pulls her on and it's like, they're your buds now. Buddies. And then the song ends with Jem like wonk at the camera. And no superstar segment, right? To credits again. No superstar segment. No repeat songs. Another like tight, fairly well put together episode. And that actually ends our two-parter. Our next episode is Scandal, aka Jetta's mean because she stole Kimber's diary. Because Kimber is 12? Alright, so before we wrap this up, we have been a little bit remiss in doing our Patreon thank yous. So we are just gonna go down the list of everybody. I feel like I'm on the prices right with this. So thank you to Chuck M. Thank you, Chuck M. Uh, thank you to Dimly. Thank you, Dimly. And Emily Gerald. Thanks, Emily Gerald. Thank you too, and I'm so, so sorry if I'm not pronouncing this correctly, Julia Sarniecki. Thank you, Julia. Thank you to Fifi Mercer. Thank you, Fifi. Thank you to Tone. Thank you, Tone. Thank you to Austin Bargo. Thank you, Austin. Thank you to Melanie Nasalrod. Thank you, Melanie Nasalrod. I'm saying both of those. That is an awesome name, Melanie Nasalrod. And thank you to Haley. Thank you, Haley. The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr. We are at the Gem Jam just about everywhere except on Twitter where we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you want to support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the gem jam. If you don't have any cash or you just don't feel like uh, giving us money that you could better spend on other more important things, uh, you can also rate and subscribe us on sites like iTunes or SoundCloud. These things really help our metrics and would be super grateful. Until next time, dear listeners, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this has been the gem jam. We remind you that beggars can't be outrageous. Or they can be.